Welcome to We Have Spoken, episode six of season two. Uh, this is the podcast discussing our favorite Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. In this episode, we'll be discussing chapter 14, The Tragedy, written by John Favreau and directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, it aired on December 4th, 2020, exclusively on Disney+, Plus, and we're recording this the same day. Um, my name is Dennis, and I'll be your retcon foundling for this journey. <laughs> uh, with me, as always, is my prequel apologist, Ricky. Hey, welcome, Ricky. Hey, guys. You ready to do this? Oh, yeah, this is a fun one. This is a good one. All right. We got a special one this time around. Um we don't just have one guest, we have two. So let me get to introducing them really quick. Um, my first guest is a nerd I've known for about half my life, actually more than half my life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, he was my first college roommate, and we have spent a lot of time watching Star Wars together. Welcome, Clark. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Nice. So happy to have you. Uh, we moved you around a couple times, but we finally got you on this. It's show. All good. Yes. Yes. And then my second guest is uh, someone I've known for not quite as long as Clark, but maybe too long still. <laughs> uh, he is uh, quite the uh, uh, Star Wars aficionado, and I'm very happy to have him on this show together with us today. Uh, he uh, currently is working at um, Digital Gaming uh, as a producer at Lightstorm Entertainment. Welcome, Travis. What's happening? Welcome, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so I know. We, got a, I know. we got a lot of collective Star Wars knowledge here. We do have a lot of Star Wars knowledge. Lifetimes. And, and, uh, and I think just, just so that, that our people uh, tuning in, have the opportunity to know how much I wanted to kind of ask you guys a question where I think Ricky was going to ask the question to you. Uh, Ricky, I'll let you do it just so that. Yeah. You yeah. I'll kick it off to Travis and then Clark, but just a simple one, man. What does star Wars mean to you? What draws you to this universe? Wow. Um, I'm, I'm a creative professional. Like Dennis said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the vice president of gaming at Lightstorm Entertainment. And, um, you know, I've, I've been in entertainment my whole adult life um, since I was 18. Um, and it all started in 1977 when I saw Star Wars. Uh, I, can, I, can, I can definitely, definitely assure you that, like, I knew nothing about science fiction or fantasy or, or anything before I sat down at six years old and watched Star Wars and it forever changed my life. Wow. So everything is what Star Wars means. <laughs> which, uh, which movie does it for you? Which, which one's uh, the cream of the crop? It's, it is, um, it's the Empire Strikes Back. Um, it, you know, I've told a lot of people this story, so I'll tell you guys too. It's like, mm, okay. um, I, saw The Empire Strikes Back in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in a theater named after a Confederate general, right? Mm -hmm. um, so now you have this black kid in the South watching a movie where a little green man like 
told you everything that you needed to know about life. You know, <laughs> um, when the the scene where he lifts the X-wing out of the water and explains to Luke, like, don't concern yourself with all this, right? This that doesn't matter. What matters is your belief. And then when Luke says, I don't believe it, he says, that is why you failed. And I can't tell you how many times that has given me life throughout life. Um, And so to get that message in a theater named after a Civil War general who didn't think too much of me or or how I looked, you know, I mean, come on, man. I appreciate that story. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Clark top that. <laughs> <laughs> I I was too young for Star Wars. I did not see it in the in the theaters unfortunately, but um Star Wars has been my mythology for my whole life. Uh you know, anybody who does a cursory study of George Lucas and how he makes films knows that he's copied the the Greek trilogy the hero's journey. There's a lot of literature that's, that's built into star Wars. And I've actually studied it in college classes about science and technology and literature. And it has been my mythology, my heroes, my villains, uh, the, the great morality tales. And it's just been wonderful. I've played the games, read the books, uh, watched the movies, watched the shows, watched the re-releases, you know, it's just been a part of my life. My whole life, um, I remember watching a bootleg version of Return of the Jedi for my birthday uh, back when it was really when movie rentals were actually really hard to still get. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now we're going pretty far back when the before Blockbuster and other stuff. So we, my friend got a copy, a VHS copy of Return of the Jedi before it was in the rental places. And we watched it from Britain and it was just. Oh. So for me, Return of the Jedi is the one that 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 floats my boat the most because I love the endings that it brought. I love the you know the the climaxes that was there, the the stories that were finished. I love the triple tale at the end where you had the the three different battles going on uh and the redemption story and and Luke finally coming into his own, you know, that was the culmination. Empire Strikes Back is incredible. I mean, watching if you if you can get a copy of the despecialized version and just watching Empire Strikes Back at how amazing the filmmaking was, it's monumental. So I got nothing bad to say about any of them. You know, Except so the it's ones been... Ricky likes, right? I mean, those are my <laughs> Star Wars. That's my, my defense. Oh, I know. I mean, I just, none I, of y'all said Episode Nine, so I think we're all good from that, that point. That on. is that is correct. Yeah. I would and I would not say Episode Nine. So I think, uh, I think that was a good. We're safe. Uh, <laughs> well, I, look, episode it. nine was still good. There's great pieces in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did a, we did a whole this, show. This is this is the warning on. of getting off track right at the beginning. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. That is a I that can, is a landmine. I can fix it in edits. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, I I just appreciate that both of you guys were able to just like you know let everybody know. And uh, you know, and there is one more uh, you know introduction. I I, I always have to do before we move on uh we have our fabulous producer Lindsay, who is wrangling the dogs and making sure that this is a quiet space for, while we record this 
Uh, she is truly bringing balance to the force. So thank you for being behind the scenes right now. Bravo. Bravo. Yes. Thank you, Lindsay. With that, I <laughs> think it's time to talk about this episode. Um, if you noticed, I, I did start off right, right away by talking about uh, writer and director. I just think that was a really important thing to point out mm -hmm. for this particular episode. It's the big guns. And, yeah. And I think uh, before we get into spoilers, just real quick. If you guys want to give your impression of this episode, I think I know, but I just want to hear if you can do it without spoiling really quick. That's always just fun for me to see. For me, I mean, for me, it was, I, I told you this before we were getting, we were prepping this show. Like it felt like a, like an anime or something. Like it's a short episode. It's like 30 minutes long. I would say not a lot happens, but a lot of like tropes, you know, <laughs> The bad guys show up. You have the fodder. You have uh, there's a I don't say a twist, but you know it, it just felt very cartoonish in that way, in a good way. I liked it, but it was it was a nice, some, tight, solid some show. Favorite, some of my favorite people are cartoons. <laughs> I I would say that this is the episode that I've been waiting that had to happen since they. Mm -hmm announced the mandalorian and this is the episode that weaves this series together with the rest of star wars mythos uh it really starts to weave it in directly but without without forcing like i'm glad it took its time into season two but this is the one that everybody knew had to happen eventually yeah i'm just gonna say like you know if, if i got a word for this episode is just games like <laughs> you know and i'll get a little bit deeper into that when we get to the spoiler you know uh portion of this but i can say that although when people said hey man this was a short episode i honestly did not notice because i was like holy cow man they like got right to the mm -hmm. red meat and I appreciate that. So, you know, some episodes you feel like, you know, oh, look, they're just drawing it out. Look, they're traveling. They're doing this. They're doing that, you know. And this one was just like, bam. And so I I appreciated that, you know. It was like, this is this is your this is your hour show without the filler. It was like, uh, what's the one? Two, two weeks ago, the one where they, uh, they go to the base. That was another short episode, but solid. It was just, you know. Yeah. Back to the brim with, with story and action. Gains. <laughs> Gains. I think, uh, I know you guys are, are, are just dying to get to the spoilers, so I think I'm going to give my hot takes in the spoiler section. Uh, so for anybody who has not watched the episode, I, I love that you're tuning in here, but it's so weird. Like, uh, <laughs> mom, mom, I love you. Uh, but... <laughs> But I need to get you some Disney Plus for sure for right. Christmas. <laughs> That's what's got to happen. We're going to move into spoilers right now. And um, uh, apologies to anybody who has not watched the show. Uh, I'm going to give you my uh, spoiler recap of the episode, my quick hot take spoiler recap. And you guys can tell me how, how on the mark I am. Um, I think this episode is the one where Mandalorians play Capture the Flag while Dave Filoni cleans up Boba Fett plot holes. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, that's know, it had oh. to happen. They, they they couldn't have a show called The Mandalorian 
and not address at some point Boba Fett. Just couldn't happen because the whole point, we wouldn't even have this show if it wasn't for Boba Fett for still popularity. And so to finally have Boba Fett and the unquestioned real (laughs) Boba Fett is now part of this show. And thankfully, now we can move on. Now we can have this. I'm so glad it finally happened and and that they took the time and that it fit and they teased us with it and stuff. And now here it is. Boba this Fett. Is- Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc. There it is. <laughs> Official. This All is right. something that Dennis, we talked about this like our first or second episode. And I had always like, what is, is Boba Fett a Mandalorian or just a dude that has Mandalorian armor? And no, I went to no, the... That, <laughs> yeah, that's not how the conversation went. <laughs> the conversation went more like, hey, I read on this website... The Boba Fett fan site. <laughs> and and I said, screw your website. Screw your fan site. Because those people are not paying attention. They were quoting uh, what Governor Olmec, who's the freaking bad guy in the Clone Wars story, as the only source that said that Jango Fett was not Mandalorian. And I'm like, dude, the guy ends up in prison at the end of the episode. Why are you why are you relying on this guy's accuracy of the truth? Um, and so, yes, I am. I am. You, you, you finished telling your version of the story. Ricky, well, I, I mean, that was it. I, I countered the other way. Long story short, I watched this episode. I watched the episode that midnight when they launch immediately after this episode was done. I went back to that site and checked their uh, fact again. And they said Dennis was right. They updated it. Yes. He said, oh, we checked uh, with Dennis. And uh, apparently uh, Mandalorians, uh, they they decided that Boba Fett and Jango count, which I don't care what their website said. I always said, you know, like there's no reason. Like the whole point of of the show is is showing you that there's different definitions of what a Mandalorian is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we all know as fans that if you're wearing that armor, you're a Mandalorian. And so I appreciate what Clark said about this episode, because as much as I, there's things I don't like about it, um, I do acknowledge that, yes, it had to happen. It did. Because mm-hmm. you're right. Without Boba Fett and without, I mean, as a kid, he was easily my favorite character. Like, I, I mean, he's just awesome and cool looking. Uh, once we got into uh, Ricky's Star Wars movies, um, they kind of they kind of ruined Boba Fett for me. Jango was cool. Uh, no, he's not cool. <laughs> uh, but so... <laughs> but yeah, I I appreciate that this ha- this episode happened and it's out of the way now, like Clark said, so that we can just enjoy new stories and we can actually build a cool mythos around this Boba Fett. Who remember all of the old stuff has been removed from canon. So as much as attachment as, you know, any different fan might have to all those stories, they don't exist yet in the new in the new world. So we have Dave Filoni and John Favreau have the opportunity to create their own Boba Fett going forward. You know, yeah, Travis, bad, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, so. You know, when I said gains before, <laughs> you know, like. When you're in the gym and you're working out, man, like, you know, you, you see people look in the mirror and they, you know, and they pose and they're like, you know, look at, you know, look at what my dedication has, has, has wrought, right? Um, now, 
I work in the entertainment industry and I and, and I have to live and die by canon, right? Um, it's important. We we geeks in particular, you know, that's how we work out. You know, knowing everything there is to know about Mandalorian. You know, who is Boba Fett? Who is Jango Fett? You see what I'm saying? And when filmmakers actually reward you right. for your encyclopedic knowledge of that stuff, you as a geek can look in the mirror and say, yo, check out my games. <laughs> right? It's validation. Like, yeah. Rah! You know what I'm saying? Do you even live, bro? Right. And so, you know, I'm young enough where I remember how you had to actually get Boba Fett because <laughs> the toy wasn't uh, the toy That's wasn't right. available. The toy wasn't available. You, you know, you actually you, you had to send in proofs of purchase yeah. to actually get Boba Fett. Boba Fett, to my generation, is the friggin Mandalorian. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so. This to me was like all of that Star Wars goodness coming full circle. And, and, you know, and, and, and Favreau, Rodriguez, Filoni gave me a big hug and said, yo, go check yourself out in the mirror, bro. Yeah, you lift. <laughs> so enlighten me, because I, I am not young enough for that Boba Fett figure. When did, when did the term Mandalorian come into play? Was it, in the original trilogy at all, or trilogy at all, or is that something that came in? Just no, it was on the stuff? toy. I think it was on the toy. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. on the description with his Mandalorian yes. armor. Armor. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wanted yeah. to say uh, one of the things that I really liked, and 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 a an, another nod to the fans, to the big Boba Fett fans, is because there's a lot of criticism of In Return of the Jedi about how Boba Fett went out like a wuss. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I was going to say that till no. later, but most definitely. <laughs> okay, so, so I mean, so, and, and understandable, because it was, it was, it was comedic, you know, back then, you know, both of it, both of it, where? And, and that instead oh. of the big fight with Luke, which was really, really cool when those two were going at and you're like, okay, this is going to get on. And then it was that. So having that be our last sort of official appearance of Boba Fett, Having him come back in the armor and be completely 100% badass with all of his armor tricks that even things that we hadn't seen yet in Mando, mm -hmm. it was just like, oh, like it was so clearly, here's your cake and extra icing and frosting. And this is for you guys. You're, yeah. The Games. Boba Fett lovers, here you go. So I wanted Games. to address that because just like what you said, it was absolutely uh, a love letter, a, a, uh, an extra big portion to the Boba Fett fans. You're justified. That's what this right. whole series is. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like this whole series is that, and you know, and look, I love star Wars. I just don't think Joseph Lucas is a great director. Okay. Hot take. And, hot takes. Hot take. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and so with, you know, Filoni and Favreau, and, and all of the people involved in The Mandalorian, I feel like, are are doing just that. They're picking up and filling those potholes and making everything make sense. And I appreciate that. I really do. I think yeah. the making sense is, like, the big key part of it. Because they're not just, like, like you said, just filling in these holes. They're, you know, curating these stories that make sense 
in the canon to the characters that it's not like a left field decision. Weaving it together. Weaving it together. And those payoffs are like decades in the making, man. Yeah. And and to be fair, I spent I spent, you know, decades of my life uh telling people I don't care what so and so movie said or whatever, Boba Fett's not dead. He's just not dead. And I know, you know, in comics or in books, you know, they they've written all about that, but like I didn't need those to validate me. I just felt like, no, you didn't have somebody that cool do this. So I will say, you know, I think that horse has already been de- beaten so so to death that like I didn't I didn't need to come out and say yes I was right. You know, like it was really obvious. Like what episode one that Boba Fett was not dead because like you know <laughs> that armor did not get digested inside a sarlacc. I mean, that, ar- that armor sells toys, yeah. so they got exactly. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and we, so we always knew this was going to happen, and and mm-hmm. so I think just. I think there was a lot of buildup, you know, throughout this whole year uh, that prepared me for this. So maybe if I hadn't have known certain things, this would have been more impactful for me. But yeah, I think I already knew that like Dave Filoni always had the intention of making this happen. I mean, but we also knew too that, you know, they were going to do a movie for Boba Fett mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we, we knew that Disney's agenda was never to let this character be dead. And I'm fine with that. But I'm also mm-hmm. fine with uh Din Djarin because I think he's the Mandalorian that I've come to love because uh mm-hmm. I've gotten to know him and we've got to see him grow as you know like with him on the show. Absolutely. Um so I'm I'm all for letting uh Boba you know become a character that that totally turns me around and says yes I love Boba Fett again. Uh but for me none of what I saw really made me nerd out but uh i just want to point out something um we we jumped ahead i knew i was letting us yeah. because because <laughs> there uh, there are I, some big I, things we skipped well there's a whole other because, side of the story that we well, just just because i like as much yeah. as the show needed to do it we needed to address yes. boba fett as well mm-hmm. uh which I believe was our first light and dark side. Um, but we can move officially into that section and talk about other things we liked in the show. Or we could argue for the next hour and a half just about Boba Fett. Um, I will say there were things for me, as much as I did love seeing the action uh, when he finally put on the suit, there were things mm-hmm. that rubbed me wrong uh, initially. And I think it's because, yes, I know in Expanded Universe stuff that's no longer canon, uh, that he ends up becoming the the true leader of the Mandalorian people, and he becomes a, a an ally to the Jedi, and all these are all these fun things that that they said, you know, as as marketing people said, we should make this guy a good guy because people like him, and and we want to tell lots of stories with him. I didn't like that in canon. The last time we saw Boba Fett, he was so clearly a bad guy, <laughs> and then in this episode. He was doing a lot of honorable and good guy things, you know what I mean? So like, uh, or just really bad negotiating, as far as I can tell. Well, like, I mean, uh, technically not not a bad guy. He was a mercenary working I mean, for Job of the Hut. Yes, not, not, but not mercenaries work for who they work for, versus uh, being a bad guy. Yeah, but when you're when you're a mercenary who's standing in the same room as like Bosk and IG88 and all those, and you're like. Yeah, I'll do this job. 
You've you've sacrificed a little bit of your moral okay. integrity. When, okay. when Vader has to warn you, no disintegrations. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's not let's argue him. whether or not he was good or bad, Ben. He yeah. was well, not a good guy. Let's just say he dude, wasn't. Dude, he spent guy. a long time reflecting. I yeah. mean, yeah, you know, no, he's I, been on Tatooine I, for a minute, right? I totally understand that argument, but what yeah, I'm yep. saying is, as the person <laughs> watching this show, I would rather be shown that. As opposed to like have to make that leap, you know what I mean? So, oh, so I yes. I just don't I didn't spin off series, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Coming soon. Wait, wait for the movie. Yes, I, I, I'll I, leave it at this. The only thing that I the jump for me with his appearance in this episode was Slave One's back. Hmm. I feel like that throws a wrench if you kind of start thinking about it, like. I, I think yeah. that was the most wonderful way to bring him into the show again. Like he had the ship the whole time, and he chose to stay on Tatooine. Yeah, he didn't that was like weird. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Rob Vanth, like, yeah, a little there's, weird. There's, there's a lot of questions to that. Like, so you had the the ship, you knew Cobb Banth had your armor. I'm confused here. You know, like what? Why? Why did you feel the need to track Mando all the way to Tython? Uh, to get your armor back. And then you bring a sniper with you who you tell the sniper to sneak around back and point their gun at this little baby. And then you start a negotiation with the Mando to get your armor back. We'll put our weapons down if you put your jetpack down. And I'm like, that's yeah, not the, how you negotiate. Up. But I'm saying like that <laughs> felt a little forced in that really the point of that line was to make sure that he didn't have a jetpack later to save Grogu. Um, because he had a jetpack, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I like that was just a weird thing. Like, no, why don't you all agree to put your guns down? Because that's normally what you do in a standoff. So I thought that was a weird a, a negotiation tactic. And then the other one was like the fact that Fennec actually, you know, yay, Ming Na's back. I was happy about that, by the way. But Fennec uh, pointed out that you know that kid is worth ten times. Mm -hmm. 10 suits, 10 suits of Beskar. And I'm like, yeah, but Boba Fett, you're, you're, you should just kill Mando. There's really no reason not to. So I was trying to, I was trying to understand story-wise why he's not doing it. And I know we'll get that later, mm -hmm. but it just, it, it was a disconnect for me because it, it was like, you're a good guy, Boba Fett. And that's weird to me because I'm not used to seeing that. And that's a fine. A good guy who's about to kill a baby. Yeah. <laughs> who has a gun pointed at a baby. Yes. Someone should tell him, like, someone should fix your jetpack, because Boba Fett's jetpack was busted, right? Like, it was busted in Return of the Jedi. That shit's old. Mando, well, Mando actually exploited it in, in the episode where he just bucked it the same way that, you know, that, that it got, True. you know, and, and home, you know, and homeboy. Maybe that's off. why he didn't use his, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can we talk about grogu going like full avatar mode on on that rock i mean like glowing <laughs> that was pretty amazing like he I, like i really love that kid and i just love seeing uh all of this crazy force that he's doing and i also really love that we got to see in the end of that episode you know when he was going really dark with those powers like that's exactly what ahsoka tano warned against right is that he has this attachment and we're seeing the price of that attachment because he's, I mean, do you disagree? What do you, what do you think those, those dark powers he was using were? I mean, there were obviously Sith powers. Like he's, well, I felt, 
force push and force pull mm-hmm. are generic Jedi powers. It's how you use them. And he was using them in a dark way. I mean, because you've seen, uh, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, Qui-Gon. Right? No, no, he was he was holding them up and then smashing them together. You know, basically, you know, like using the figures going like this, but using the force. Now kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so saying there's those generic force powers. So in, in Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2, which is the first time that you got to play as a Jedi, that was one of the, the funnest things that they put in the game that you could pick up stormtroopers and sort of smash them together. And so I thought that was that was kind of hilarious that they, they put that in. But I think Dennis is right. It shows that, you know, well, we have no idea what his moral center is because, you know, he's 50, but he's still a baby. And he was torturing those stormtroopers. I mean, we, we've all we've only seen him ever use, for lack of a better word, force defense. And he was cu- yeah. clearly using force offense in this situation. No, well, I mean, it was still defense that they were trying to get to him. Mm. He wasn't protecting himself, though. Yeah. He was hurting the others. Like I think there's yeah. a he's he's that's a child, the difference. He's a child with an immense amount of power. Yes. Yeah. You know, and oh. and 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 clearly he hasn't been taught, you know, like what's right and what's wrong, uh, or at least he hasn't absorbed it, right? And and so, you know, that's that's evident in because everything that he does seems to take it all out of him. Right. So it's it's clear that he has a whole bunch of power. He just doesn't know how to marshal it correctly. I want yeah. like a bright burn baby yoga or baby Yoda <laughs> series. No. Go full dark side. It's not that bad yet. <laughs> but it, well, look, you know, and, and, and I think that on the on the animation front, like I never saw like correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but I've never really seen like a live action sort of really overt display of jedi like energies in that way ever oh, totally. yeah i with think the, with the pillar of light no way yeah never no. that. Like, yeah so that was that was some new stuff right when there. luke did his thing in eight he wasn't even glowing or anything he was just right. floating you know yeah right yeah and there was like runes uh that were lit up around him too it was quite the spectacle and like and and you know there is we need to have fun at some point speculating what the hell was that like and what you know what's going to happen where who who is going to come to save him like all these things are you know that was that was something we've never seen in star wars and so we should be we should be pondering a lot about what we saw (laughs) you're not going to see any of that this season and the fact yeah (laughs) it's fine the fact that it had force field properties you you know so like even if she if she uh, had taken the shot and it was still up there, wouldn't have have done anything. But when 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 the the bad guys finally get to him, oh, it's done. I I would say that was a giant, uh, like awkward moment for me was that that force field, uh, really highlighted some some dumb choices by Din Djarin in that episode. Yeah, like <laughs> I just want to point out, he tried to penetrate that shield three times. Every time failing, what the hell was that? Like that? Just I'll tell you what that is. It's okay. it's it's fatherhood. That's <laughs> what it is. Oh. His kid was in danger, and he and and, and you, you've seen how much he risked 
you know, and, you know, no matter how hard he tries to be, you see what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's him and that kid, you know, and, and as much as he tries to be all hard, you know what I'm saying? No, that's his kid. Okay. I mean, they, sh- I they showed it at the beginning too, though, like in his little Grogu, Grogu yep. in the beginning yep. of the episode, yeah. like that part was he kind of got straight up it. proud of him. He's straight up loved- proud of him. I loved it. But mm-hmm. what part of fatherhood was the part where he leaves his car door open again? <laughs> well, again, he leaves his car door open. He did that last week, too. He was what in a good about, neighborhood. Uh, what about... Um, well, he always parks it in the middle of nowhere. Like, who's going to rule that? Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about when he lets Fennec get the drop? How, how does he let Fennec get the drop on him? That Which, was... I mean, he's not... He's not <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I, I like. Here's one more that I, I know Ricky had mentioned to me before too. But um, Mando sure forgot that his jetpack has a remote control feature in that episode, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because he could have easily saved that kid a while ago. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, is that you know I didn't think of that as a perfectly valid plot device. <laughs> you know, it is. I mean, we see yeah. We, yeah. we see bonehead moves all the time. Yeah. I also thought it was weird how, like, I mean, they've been showing it gradually throughout the, the season, so I think I think this is going to pay off at some point, but he's getting real sloppy with that Beskar. He is just <laughs> active. He is, like, letting people shoot him. Yeah. He's like, hold on, I'm human shield. And it's like, <laughs> uh-huh. dude, you are well, going to get... It's, it's kind of like... Yeah. Because like, he, he knows, like, that thing will, like, F me up if I shoot at it, you know? But it's like Superman who's I'm invulnerable, so he keeps just standing there, and then they'll shoot the kryptonite bullet, and like, oh, maybe I should have paid attention to what they're shooting at me. I just, yeah, I mean, I just want to point out something that we didn't really talk about last week, but like, um, for somebody who didn't know what a Jedi was until the armorer told him, uh, he's really lucky putting his arms up to block a lightsaber worked. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. That yeah. is true. very true. Yeah. <laughs> He's really lucky Beskar did a thing that he didn't know it does. Well, I don't know. I I, I don't know. That's room? probably that's probably on the label. <laughs> it's probably on the label. Yeah, but it's he. A know, I mean, that's a good selling point. You know. Yeah, what it I mean? is a good it selling point. But you from lightsabers. I don't think it blocks against e-webs, which made a reappearance in this episode, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to talk about those stormtroopers? By the way, which ones? Oh, all the <laughs> all the dead ones. <laughs> the murdered ones. It's you know there were a lot of stormtroopers fitting those uh yeah I uh, transports. Yeah, they're they're look, they're the they're the zero level people that you get to <laughs> smash and you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, stormtroopers is God of War type of, you know, I'm just gonna hit everything in a zip code and you know, and so for 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 me, you know, that's that's all they are. But this episode just highlighted like you guys can't hit nothing. I mean, you guys are the worst shots ever. I mean, it's it's you know, it, it, I'm I'm starting to think it's canon, and and that they have no tactical I, leadership. No, where their no. commanders like you go next, then you go next, then you go. Next. Yeah, what? I like think their their helmets right are. Uh-huh. That's like a canon thing that their helmets make them shoot crappy. Like I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Like. Just, they never, ever, ever. If you get shot by a stormtrooper, like just <laughs> never show your face again. What they did, what they did, you know, for for good or ill, 
everyone just, at least of my generation, likes to think of Boba Fett as this badass, right? And so what it did was it was an awesome stage for him to just mow people down, you know, in, in, in cool ways. And, you know, and this is, this is, you know, props to Robert Rodriguez, right? Because look, and, you know, and I told him this personally, <laughs> like I said, you know, in, in action movies, there's going to be a lot of people that just bite it. And so the question is, how do they do it? Yeah. You know, and El Mariachi and Desperado, two of you know really good movies and you can you know people are gonna die and they just do it in a spectacular fashion and so he just turned it to 11 with boba fett and i appreciated that because that just gave me some validation but boba fett really is a badass yes but it it was it was sad for me to see yet again the stormtroopers going out by getting hit by a stick like (laughs) they man that's base level tool yeah it's a sand person stick though yeah i know it's got a pointy thing on it (laughs) yeah it's a bantha toothbrush too i love on that that episode you know you see two transports come down and then at the end bubble fett's like he's like well can we talk about that shot can we talk about that shot Yeah, Can especially we, when he said I was aiming for the other one, and like really, like okay, I, I don't mind that, but like seriously, it packs that big of a punch that muscle <laughs> on their back. Yeah. Oh, you mean you? Mean I mean, when, when he brought them down, I thought you meant. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about like he was just like you know I was like holy cow man. By the you way, should carry a lot more of those missiles. That probably brought a bigger <laughs> smile to my face than any other thing Boba Fett did, just because. Yeah. <laughs> I like it felt so wrong that the first time we got to see Boba Fett do it was Cobb Vanth do it last like you know in the first yeah. episode. And so yeah. it felt nice to finally see Boba Fett use the thing that he's supposed to use and 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 make sure that you're nowhere around children because they might die. Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> where, where do all these missiles come from? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I know, right? The Is that a best car missile? Yeah. It was hilarious though that he bent bent forward a little bit to launch it just like the figure had to do. And yeah, when really all you yeah. should have to do is just stand, press there. the button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Why? Why it's is it not guided? Up. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, after he took down the uh, those two ships, there was there was casualties on 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 the other side too. We lost the Razor Crest. Yes. And yeah, we did, guys. That poor ship. That amused me more than it should have. <laughs> It did, and I want to tell you why. I think we mentioned earlier, you know, we learned he was a Mandalorian from the toys. You know, like Travis mm-hmm. was saying how so much, uh, you know, of, of our weight training is is creating that encyclopedic knowledge. And I think as kids, there wasn't a lot of, of, of options, you know, for a while. So there was really just the Marvel comic and there was the toys. And those were the ways that we learned more about Star Wars than George Lucas could give us every three or four years. Um, and so for me, the toys have always been a source of a lot of information and a lot of joy. And uh, Hasbro knows that. And that's why they bought the, the, the license to do Star Wars toys, you know, till, up till now still. And back in October, Hasbro started a crowdfunding campaign to make the Razor Crest like a full uh, three and three quarter inch scale Razor Crest that you can lay down on your coffee table or whatever 
and there's they packed in all these extras and unlocks so that if they if people you know gave them enough money and they gave it like over 30 days for that crowdfunding thing to go uh, do you guys by chance know how much they charged for that thing no oh, i do i had to be hundreds it was $350 yeah <laughs> for a a razor crest for your tiny little star wars action figures do you guys it want came to take Mando. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about how how much they made? How many they sold? Oh, a ton. They sold 28,311 for a grand total of just shy of 10 million dollars. Mm -hmm. And I laughed so hard when that thing <laughs> blew up because 10 million dollars worth of fans money went to a vehicle that won't even exist by the time it gets delivered to their house. <laughs> There'll be a, a new one. I get, you know, I, I, it's, 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 I saw some meme actually that had the, that Winnebago from Spaceballs next to the Razor Crest and how, how they look how alike. How they look, right? Yeah. I gotta be honest. I mean, I don't, there was nothing about the Razor Crest that, that screamed like badassery to me. And it was always like this running joke. I mean, it would, you know, he'd leave it unlocked. It falls in the water, it, you know? And so I, you know, and I think they were sort of setting us up for the fact that, Hey man, don't get too attached to this shit because I think it's going to bite it, you know? And I'm, right. I'm oddly good with that. I, I don't know why, like when it blew up, I just felt nothing. I was, it, it, it yeah. made me trouble, yeah. you know, I was like, wow, dude, totally. I don't know. Totally. Rock, but, you know, I mean, it's nice to see like, like yeah, We're kind of attuned to Star Wars that ships don't blow up, right? Like hero ships. Yeah. Like the Millennium Falcon's been around forever. And it's a yeah. cool ship, but like, you know, show me something that's new. Because, but that's because it's the Millennium Falcon. Like that's, yeah. that's, I think uh -huh. the Millennium Falcon gets a pass. I think we've seen all the other ships in Star Wars blow up. Like all of them, everything, every, like you name a model of a ship, we've seen it blow up. So mm -hmm. I, I think it was cool that like, you know, maybe I laughed too much because I know I chose to not buy that thing because I'm like, I'm not spending 350 bucks on this thing. And then like literally that campaign ended right before the episode where he went to the ice planet and that thing got jacked. And and, and, and I wasn't sure if that thing was going to make it through the season. I think I talked about that, you yeah. know, a few episodes ago. Uh, it did not. And uh, sorry to everyone out there who backed it's still a, a piece of memorabilia forever to keep, but man, that's awkward. No, such that's a awkward. dog. Yeah. Like F you Mando and your ship too. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was, that was one of my favorite parts of the episode. And I, and I, yeah. I know that's cruel. It shouldn't have been, you know, it, it like, it's, it's funny, you know, because when things like that happen, you kind of wonder like, you know, to a filmmaker, like, what do they, what would, what do they want me to feel right now? Right. And I'm just wondering, like, am I feeling it? They want you to, they <laughs> want you to know that that Beskar spear is going to come back to place. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's true. The Beskar spear was, and, was salvaged and the ball and the ball. And I knew 100% he was going to find that ball there. Mm -hmm. there was, I, I yeah. knew that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you know, uh, if, if you're wondering what you're supposed to feel, I think I asked myself that question when, uh, only after they slaughtered two transports worth of stormtroopers and then watched a giant laser from the sky blow up the Razor Crest. <laughs> only then when, when uh, 
Boba jumps in Slave One, flies up out beyond the sky, the clouds, and he looks and sees they're back, the Empire. I'm like, like bro, did what was your first hint? Like, <laughs> all these cosplayers landed here. Yes, the five hundred first landed. Um, and and uh, since you just mentioned that, I have to say again. I know Slave One has some stealth abilities, but seriously, the the uh, the impi- the Imperial ship is right there. The ship pops up right below it, right after chasing their their prize. They don't even do a shot off. They don't even notice no, it. I'm like, they look, didn't, they didn't even care. They you didn't know, care. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We so as I've mentioned before, like in a previous episode, like the sum total of Boba Fett on screen before this show is maybe 10 minutes tops, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. at best 10 minutes. One of the few things that we know he is super good at is tracking like, and mm-hmm. being patient. Yeah. Right. And, and so yes, that was illustrated in this episode or reinforced rather because I've been tracking you Mandalorian, you know, like, bro, you could have shot a tracking device at that cruiser before they jumped in the hyperspace as well. Boba Fett felt really useless in that moment on Slave One. I was like, okay, you just got reminded that the Empire's back, even though there's been tons of evidence of that this entire episode. There was just see, this is the this is my problem. Like, I wanted to love this episode, but there was a lot of those moments where it's just like, what are you what are you what are you thinking in this moment? What am I supposed to think in this moment? You know? Yeah, I guess you know, look, you know, we get the benefit of you know, the, the 10,000 foot view. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I appreciate, you know, characters sometimes written with a bit of cluelessness simply because I have too many friends and myself and walking examples of cluelessness all the time, you know? So um, I'm, I'm good with that usually as a plot device. We haven't even talked about the dark troopers. Oh yeah. Like that was a whole other. Reveal. <laughs> I, got I mean, we saw, them, we saw them, right? I got pretty yeah. excited about that, and I got pretty excited specifically because I knew that today I would be recording an episode with Clark, and I knew that that probably gave him the giddiest of of joy. That was, I mean, that was my moment for it. For the uh, I, Boba Fett is cool, but the Dark Troopers, finally seeing them in action, I was super thrilled, and I was like bouncing. And so, just to give a a real quick history of them. Uh, back in 1995, um, and just before that, in 1993, there was a game out that most people know called Doom. First-person shooter started stuff. It was huge. And LucasArts, which was known for their flight simulations, was like, we want to get in on this. So they made a game called Dark Forces. And the first episode had a, a character named Kyle Katarn actually steal the Death Star plans. So that's that was the old canon yeah. the old the, yeah. the old version of course that got replaced by uh rogue one no problem with that but in that game the main enemy were dark troopers were these mechanical force infused uh stormtroopers that actually were really hard to defeat and they were they were great they were the final bosses uh of the game and it was it was just something that was really neat. And then they, they kind of used them in Star Wars games for about the next decade almost. But, you know, not really in the, the comics or other stuff. So what I what I like about what Dave Filoni and, and what the new Star Wars people, what Disney has done, 
is like they did have to make a cut and say, you know what, all this other stuff is not canon anymore. But what I really like is they they haven't ignored it. They have taken little bits that can come through and and place them here and there. And so this was another one where it fit. The dark troopers fit in the storyline. It fits at this time. It fits in in the side. They're they're a little different. I I had to watch real closely and see these these look like more mechanical. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the the old lore was that they were uh, failed clone troopers, almost like RoboCop, where they this is what they did with the clones that that were defective. They they, but but this one it looks like they're they're all mechanical straight robots. Yeah, yeah, straight robots, but clearly advanced and uh so like this they're just showing that they're there they look very similar to what they did in the games and we just know they're going to be a bigger part of the series but it's it's a worthy adversary so that's what's exciting to see he didn't even get to fight him right they were just so effective at their job and he would just completely forgot he has a jetpack that that can help him so they just swooped in captured the flag and they were out and that was it. That was, you know, so it's a tease, right? For later. It's yeah. like, we'll, we'll let you have them later. And um, I also thought it was a nice little tease too, that the, uh, that the comms officer was there again, you know, yep. that, that was somebody that Frank and Frank had gotten excited about a few weeks ago. She clearly a recurring character now, uh, you know, d- reporting directly to Moff Gideon. So we're getting teases of, you know, the final fights coming in the next mm-hmm. two Mm-hmm. two episodes or maybe seasons to come and stuff like yeah. that you know like they're they're setting up their own little rogues gallery and stuff so it's really cool you got you got different level bosses so yeah you know dark troopers for sure they're gonna be back they can hit not. their target believe how me you, yeah. how do you guys yeah. think they're gonna wrap up the next uh next two episodes like mm. a two-parter or are they gonna yes oh it's definitely a two-parter just like last probably, uh, probably all about getting yeah. Rogu back yeah, you can tell. I mean, the band's getting back together. Right? All I so know is you're gonna see all these people again. All I know is we're getting Bill Burr. Yes, <laughs> I was so oh, happy. I was so happy. Uh, you saw that at the end, right? Like when they were when they were going oh, through the yeah. the went, He went to go. He needs to break out Mayfeld. That's what he wants. Right? He he wants that guy because that guy is the guy that's gonna Perfect. help. Him. Yeah, I was so yeah. happy. Like for me, I mean, I'm happy for the pick, but that's a weird pick, I guess, for Mando, right? Like, um, this dude is clearly no, racist. Not, not as much as I <laughs> clearly <laughs> he's racist. He's really racist. That's that's not. We're not doubting that. Um, but you know, they have their function, right? Uh, Sometimes you can go see a Star Wars movie in a racist named movie theater. Theater, and, yeah, and, and Robert E. Lee theater. such a weird like way to honor him i guess right yeah but um no i think i think for me like i'm very excited to see what gang he brings back together hopefully not everybody from the prisoner episode because they were questionable but mayfeld was definitely the most uh proficient at 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 the job i I guess zero's not coming back Zero's dead for sure now because he was in the he was in the Razor Crest when it got blown up today. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Zero's gone for good. Um, But you know, I assume he's going to bring Cara Dune with him as well, and then and then you know, and now for some reason you've got this weird Wookiee life debt uh, triangle going on between Fennec Shan, Boba Fett, and Mando. I don't know if you guys noticed that, 
like each of them swore a debt to the other. Yeah. Uh, so like they all owe each other. Chain letter going in. And yeah. no, right? It was pretty funny. Uh, but and, I was really, I was really happy to see Fennec Shand and and just that hint of Bill Burr. Robo guts was pretty cool when when yeah. she just opened up or somebody and it, and it was like the same gears as Luke's hand. I'm like wow, that's just I guess the gear function that I know, right? That really place has is really good health insurance. Lindsay I'm just saw happy that. to see Ming Na again. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? exactly. Like, I love her. Like she, she, she almost almost got me to watch Agents of Shield. Oh, she she is probably one of the best parts of that show, but it is rough. Yes. It's rough. Um, yeah, Lin- Lindsay saw those robo guts, and she was just like, "Wait, so how does that work?" And I just said, "Dude, it's Star Wars. Just go with yeah. it. Just go with it. Like, it's it's not her whole body. It's probably that's, just that part, you know." Like, that's why Star Wars is fantasy, not science fiction. Amen. Exactly. I, yeah. It, this uh, reinforces my. Uh, Mace Windu theory from last last week, like I honestly think that's the one who uh, Grogu reached out to, or I guess vice versa. And I I think this will set up a nice uh, meeting, I guess, between Boba Fett and Mace Windu again. Because I feel not... like I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like they have to have Luke appear at some point. I don't know. I how do you like, how do you do that? How do you how, how do you basically just set off a Jedi gosh, bomb? I don't think Mark and, Hamill and, do it. And well, I don't. Well, so we we can get into that too, right? Does it need to be Mark Hamill? I don't know if it does need to be Mark Hamill. I think I think we we definitely need to start having a talk about let's have Star Wars that doesn't need to have those actors in it. But we can still have those characters. If you want to decide those characters are exactly. in Star Wars, then we need to let go of of the super old actors that are not going to be. Absolutely, it'll be cool if it wasn't a Jedi bomb that went off. But yeah, maybe a, a Sith person comes out and tracks his kid down. You know, like yeah, it's said whoever's you know, listening, right? Whoever's listening. Ray Park is free right now. I'm sure. So I'm, he's gonna... I'm, hey, guys, <laughs> crazy thought. But wouldn't it be cool if it was somebody we don't know? <laughs> I'm just saying this reliance yeah. on like it needs to be somebody we know. Yeah. Like, dude, my favorite characters in that episode were Fennec Shand and the picture of Miggs Mayfeld because those <laughs> yeah, are I, new characters, man. I love these characters. I, I I get it. I get it because when you when you fall back on the old characters, it starts to make the the the, the universe small, right? Yeah, and yeah. I, I get it. I, I totally get it. But at the same time, like. You know, those are your high-level movers and shakers, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, and so that's what I'm saying. So if you set off this, you know, this huge beacon, you know, like, it's you know, it's it's not going to be your characters. Yeah, it's not going to be a low-level, hey, man. Okay. I just well, what if it, what if it doesn't it doesn't okay I'll agree it doesn't have to be a low level person. Battle's gonna if, show up. What if it was somebody else on the council that's not you know a high profile actor? Like what if it was Kiati Mundi? Yeah. I think he died for sure. But like you know, I'm just saying like what if it was one of those other ones that we've always seen on the council, but you know never got to shine like that? Would that be bad? I mean like no. I think and I'm going with Ricky here. It needs to be Mace. <laughs> now, to be fair, I totally supported Ricky's theory last week. I would love it to be Mace. I mean, it makes sense story-wise. It's, it'll set up a cool meeting with Boba. 
Sam Jackson, I'm sure. Is yeah, he's not there. too big to do that. He's not too big to do that. He's I mean, on set Sam, for the Nick Fury no, show. No, Sam yes. loves doing that stuff. He and yeah, by the exactly. way, Sam was in Agents of Shield. Just so you know. Oh, I know. That was like the one episode I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows uh, he can. He'll get down to that level, right? Hey, uh, write him a check. He'll do it. I don't think it's really stooping if you're on a Disney Plus show, no. right? You yeah. Know? I mean, if you're on an ABC show, though, that's stupid. it's a pretty good gig. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he, he was coming on an ABC show. Touche, sure. Ricky. Touche. Yeah. I I can't say I I can't say that you know the biggest thing for me was is, okay. Moff Gideon is definitely like Wu-Tang. He is not to be after with, right? I mean, you know, he's got his ducks in a row, you know, like when he comes on the scene, you know, he gets it done. Like, it, like every time you have seen Moff, he has not lost. Yeah, Except but the first I'd... time you saw him. Not really. I, when in, in the cantina, there's three guys in there and he takes the whole time to set up the cannon and he has a whole battalion of stormtroopers and they still get out. He doesn't like getting his hands dirty. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he sends stormtroopers to constantly in there to take the heat. Those stormtroopers <laughs> that he sends, like, I don't know. I think you're giving him a little more credit than he deserves because he wastes a lot of stormtroopers' lives. You don't like, care about that. I know we don't that's, care that's about how, that. That's what, and but if what they're I'm just stormtroopers, is, they'll make more. But they don't really help him achieve his goal either. It's not until like he sends a dark trooper in or something, you know, like or he does it himself. When he does things himself, for sure, he gets it done. You know, like. But uh, no, he's he's a good bet. I mean, I'm, I'm I, looking yeah, forward. Yeah, and I just, I just, I just want, yeah, you know, like I just don't, you know, I don't want him to go out like a sucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't think he will. I don't no, think he will. It's yeah. gotta I want him to go out in a fight. I don't want the ship to blow up, you know? I don't think he's yeah, going out yeah. this episode. I don't think he's going out this season. No. Oh, no. no oh, no. 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 Yeah. I, I could but, see him being a series boss. I mean, I could no. see Thrawn taking off. Okay, I will. I will. I have Thrawn's got to Thrawn's gotta arrive at uh, some point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I will so say, baby. Yeah, Thrawn is definitely the, you know, the level up from Moff Gideon. But as far as... I, you know, I had mentioned this before to Ricky, I think not on the show, but um, I think the real, if, if there is a real final boss to this show, I think it's the armor, guys. I think the armor is the actual bad guy of the show because she is the one who has been brainwashing Din. To I mean, she believe. set him on the path. Yeah, she set him on a path. It's not really the real path, right? And also, like, she's said some questionable things that make you wonder, because, like, she's clearly old enough to, like, remember when he was rescued as a foundling, which means she knows of the Clone Wars, which means she knows what the hell Jedi are. So it's really weird when he asks her what a Jedi is, how she's like, oh, there's ancient tales. No, the Jedi were, like, running things 20 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever. You know what a Jedi is, armor. There's still ancient tales, though. That's not. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You're yes, exactly. You're not <laughs> From wrong. A certain point of view. Yes, but I, I think, I think it's her, and I think story wise, it makes more sense because Moff Gideon was introduced in the second to last episode of the first season, and I'm saying as a as a story goes, that's a weird place to put your main villain. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But do you remember what episode the armor appeared in? The first one. Yeah. 
first, third, and the second to last, or last? Mostly the important episodes. I mean, they have the same amount of screen time. Yeah. That's I, don't, I, guess, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's a good strategy to I, like, you know, give your give your 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 uh, your main uh, you know antagonist, uh, you know, if you're if you're if you're talking about the armor to like. Hey, let me let me Check dress my enemy up in the best armor in the galaxy. That's not that's not a well, wise move. I mean, all she has to do is hit him with the "This is the way," and he'll just stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she can take him down with her words. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you remember how she commanded that entire room filled with crazy, angry Mandalorians to like, chill out? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I think that would be the fun. Hopefully, you know, twist that would be way down the line. That would that could be interesting. Yeah. How about you, Clark? Where do you think this is going? I don't. I I think that the armor would be interesting. I don't think that's the the main thing. Uh, whether or not they bring Thrawn in, uh, is are they going? I mean, they're supposed to do other Star Wars series, you know. But Obi Wan is is separate of stuff. Are they going to want to branch off of this, or is it going to be self contained? If it's going to be self contained, then that's why I think Gideon is about like this level. But if they're going to have this be the foundation of a new Star Wars side story, then yeah, somebody bigger would probably come in. Right. But we got to remember that, that like, as, as long as Din is on this show, it's still his show, right? He's yeah. the yeah. Mandalorian. And so like for him to have a satisfying story, um, that villain needs to be somebody that's personal to him. Right. What if and it's so, Grogu? Sure. It could. That's a good one too. That'd be weird, really weird, but it it would be emotionally impactful. Yeah. Um. That's why I just I think I think Moff Gideon is fun, um. But I think Moff Gideon and and Din just getting each other's way, right? I don't think that like they. Can sit, what each if other. he becomes Darth Gideon? Right. <laughs> but 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 Din doesn't care about that. He doesn't even know what that means. And you know what I doesn't. mean? Like, he doesn't even know what a dark saber is. You know, so like. That like I don't, Moff I don't Gideon, know that. I don't know if Moff, we know that. Moff, I think we do. Uh, we but know Moff, we can block it. Yes, but Moff Gideon and Din are just operating on two completely different wavelengths, right? And they just intersect yeah. every now and then and annoy oh, each great. other. I I do want to give one one little uh, tiny um, midichlorian moment uh, before we go, just because. Oh, did oh, you guys watch gonna, the credits? We, oh, we're, we're, gonna, we're, gonna we're not there yet. Okay. Oh, if you would like to, we can definitely talk about the little things that just don't matter to anybody. They're going to like Minotaurians. They're coming back. <laughs> but if if you guys watch the uh, watching the credits, which I always like to do because I love the artwork, mm -hmm. uh, the the artwork of where Grogu's being taken by the Dark Troopers was so fascinating to me because little Grogu was terrified. Mm -hmm. Like like they had that shit. He's like. And uh, yeah. they so didn't show him in that. And I thought, wow, that would have been too traumatizing. I just love that they, but I love that they showed the art and somebody clearly said, you're not showing that. <laughs> That's going to yeah. be, yeah. He had that is way too traumatizing. I, I saw that one too. And I thought that was going to ruin cool. the brand. Yeah. yeah. What else? But I like the, the baby uh, handcuffs. Oh the, man. The, yeah. Like that was so funny. A little tiny. Put him in shackles, and we're like, "Really, bro? You got shackles for this size? Oh, yeah, you do. You do. You have okay. I will not question the Empire again on their availability of multi-sized shackles. Like they're cat shackles. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> those were tiny. 
They were adorable. What other ones you guys got? You know, I find it so hard sometimes to pick apart, um, you know, uh, Star Wars in an effective way. Um, it's not because hard. It's really yeah. it's the stuff, it's the stuff that what we're asking you to say is like, what's the stuff that you liked that probably won't matter to most people? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this one thing I thought about was like. So Beskar is darn near impenetrable, mm-hmm. right? What the hell happened to Boba Fett's armor? Like, uh, what did he go through? Because it, it is semi-trashed, right? Like, like, it, 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 just, like, it doesn't no, have paint like, on it. It doesn't that, have paint on it, right? Um, what, I, think, I, think, I think he's got paint just on paint? it. I think it's you think paint. just a paint? I think it's just a paint? I think it's just a paint. And he needs a new uh, yeah. uh, battery for his... Arduino. I mean, as a reminder, as a reminder, he's wearing his father's armor. That yeah. armor used to be blue. It was blue. Yeah, it's true. It used it's to true. work. And now it's green ish, greenish. Like yeah. now it's really yeah. dirty. Big old yeah. dent in the helmet. He had, too. A, he had to let it out a little bit at the waist. Yeah, yeah. he was a little thicker, Boba Fett, this episode. Yeah. He, got, he got big. Yeah. But in that moment where, where Cara Dune is looking up uh, Mayfeld. You see so many mug shots, so many. I was really hoping we'd see uh, Dave Filoni's character Cad Bane. Oh, yeah. I, I really wanted to see Cad Bane. Yeah. In there. Um, I looked it up. I, like to be fair, like they go so fast that they haven't been all compiled on uh, Wikipedia, but they have done a pretty good job. Those guys, I guess there's like an actual Star Wars alphabet that people can translate with, with what's mm-hmm. shown there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So most of those have already were by this morning were already translated. And it's really funny. I looked them all up. They were all characters that like have never appeared before today, but like cool names like Borbin Todds, Carto Deves, Chargut Low. Fiend Cross, Torbil Danzin, and Vorga Alsum. Those just sound like Star Wars names. Um, they really thought, do. Okay. What, what Torbil Danzin can... sounds like the Star Wars equivalent of Tony Danza. <laughs> who's the boss? Torbin yeah. Danzin, and who's the boss? I think my favorite, actually, my favorite one, coincidentally, because uh, they all had rap sheets, too, so you could read what their crimes were. Uh, Torbil Danzin actually happened to be my favorite one because he was the Tusken Raider. And apparently, he is serving a 25-year sentence in Sunspot Prison for the attempted kidnapping of a senator. Now, I don't know what would compel a Tuscan Raider to 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 kidnap a senator, but like, can we see that story somewhere sometime? Create dragon pearls, man. Yeah, a senator so, must be doing some gotta have stuff there. Yeah. Gotta have them. <laughs> hey, just remember those names because they might maybe they yeah. show up later. So who do you think is gonna? Who do you think is gonna get that spear? Oh, or are it's, they gonna? It's Mando or, versus Moff. Totally. It, that spear is gonna be used to fend off a lightsaber for sure, a dark saber the, for sure. A dark saber, yeah. It's probably. It's probably. I think it just looks a little plain. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, the Beskar armor does too. Like it's just it's chromed out. You know. Yeah. Or he could melt it down and make a speeder bike because he needs a vehicle now. I, I would. <laughs> I would be kind of bummed. Like I know they're gonna fight with it, but. I want my Mando duking it out like we've seen him. I don't want him to pick up this new toy and then, you know, like that's just my my hot take on it. But yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm 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 like 
unnaturally interested in what ship he gets next. <laughs> I think uh, Slave One is a perfectly good ship. That oh God, share. I hope so. And what if they just I, that that out? that would be so wrong? Yes. I do not want to see him in Slave One. What give, if, me a, give me what a give me a Sonic because you're gonna have to kill Boba Fett. Yeah, like, you can't just take his ship. What if season three becomes uh, they put an S on the title, The Mandalorian? <laughs> what if they just becomes a buddy cop show, man? You know what? <laughs> no. No. Well, I mean, what do you think? Do you think does he is he really tied to that Razor Crest? Like, man, that Razor Crest was so useful now, and it's just gone. And so, like, no, I, I don't, no. I don't know. I mean, like, I think just, he's gonna steal an Imperial ship. He'll find another one because it's a common ship, right? That's like the thing with that. Yeah. If you want to get, it just kind of looked like a bucket to me, yeah. you know. I mean, I, you know, I, I was never like yeah. really enamored. I mean, I mean, I was you... like, okay, it's his ship. All right, that's cool. well, good thing because you missed your chance to buy one for three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> See, I didn't really care that much until you told me that story, and then I just feel so bad for I mean, all those guys. People. If you want to get into the weeds, in the Last Jedi, we did see the Razor Crest in Lando's. Uh, battle cry fleet really it, it's in that shot i mean every or you saw a, a you saw a razor crest well yes so that's what mando bought he Maybe. bought the 350 dollars version and or it's the one boba fett's flying because he traded <laughs> and gave slave one to the mando and said you know Let's what see. i don't really like the name of the ship it feels a little dated and <laughs> now you're just trolling i'm not doing it i'm not doing it that's the point of the midichlorian section, man. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you about midichlorians. Go. Oh, oh. Do I have I a... Meant, I meant go away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you later. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's the thing. And you know I'm going to get on my soapbox when I say here's the thing. But yeah, oh, I'll, I'll try to make this short. I'll try to make this short. Um, we all learned about the Force from basically a witch doctor yeah or or a shaman Mm -hmm. right um and uh so when the force gets explained to you by you know a witch doctor or a shaman you'll get a witch doctor or shaman's explanation when the force is explained to you by a college professor you get something completely different right man and 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 so like if you had a headache for example the witch doctor would say go eat these leaves Okay, and you'll be better. Okay, um, and you know uh, a a pharmacist says take two aspirin. Okay, now the active ingredient in both of those is the same, right? Um, just the explanations different. And so when I see people like capping on midichlorians, I get it. I really do. But I think, you know, I, but I think but to I, me, that's the only part of the prequel, Travis. That I was like. You're, I get you. I became best friends, man. <laughs> That's the whole point. I like that they explained it. Here's my problem with it, though, is that if Obi Wan is a witch doctor, then Qui Gon is too. Totally. So, so yeah. it should have been explained by somebody that wasn't Qui Gon. If they wanted to use a, a a different approach to it, then it should have been from a Jedi. That wasn't literally the guy who taught the witch doctor everything he knows. I'll I'll counter with the. It was cool to see. I mean, there's a reason why they were picking up all these kids, because it would be super sketch. Like, hey, your kid has this power. 
can we take him? You know, right. like, <laughs> I, uh, no, he's a little different. Like he's gifted and talented. Like they explain that process, you know, do you know how, do you know how old Alec Guinness was when he filmed a new hope? Take a guess. Maybe he was 58. He was 58. Yeah. That character is not as old as people like to make him out to be. He is not going to forget the things Qui-Gon taught him. On top of that, in Clone Wars, we learn that Qui-Gon has actually been hanging out with him on Tatooine this entire time as a Force ghost, teaching him, continuing his teachings. So I just have a problem with the idea that Qui-Gon, the person who spouted off this magical word, midichlorians, somehow failed to teach Obi-Wan a fundamental lesson. So then when... They ask Obi-Wan, what is the Force? Uh, well, it's this thing that well, exists in all of us. You gotta, no, you gotta, you gotta go to Travis's point, though. He like, said it's I, an energy field. Like, I Luke is a, is a farm dude on a dusty-ass planet. Like, you're not gonna hit him with science. You're gonna, like, you know... Oh, now you're making assumptions about Luke. That's I am! You tell me they have good ed- education on Tatooine? All I'm saying is these <laughs> two things could exist simultaneously. Okay. And still line up and make sense. I don't so, I don't for me that's what that's what I got out of it. I take issue with the word. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the word is stupid. It sounds horrible. It just sounds like Wygon? Yeah. No, that sounds cool. That's why they moved to town. Yeah, we've rebranded. We're the M count uh, gang right now. Yeah, I'll take M count. It's better than Metaclorians for sure. Yeah. All right. So you just don't like the way it rolls off your lips. Right? <laughs> it sounds like he looked up mitochondria, and he's like, <laughs> "I need to make it a little different." I mean, how the hell do all the other weird ass names come into play? Exactly. Uh, hey, Salacious Crumb just is a <laughs> See? cool name. I like Tony Danza. Horrible <laughs> dancing. Horrible dancing. I mean, literally, uh, um, Mo Nasty is like from the new episodes from a from a Beastie Boys song, right? See, like, yeah, no, it's that's cooler than mitochondria. <laughs> but I'm you not... know what? When you were saying like this, sounds like a Star Wars name. Come on, let's keep it real here for a second, okay? It's always a pinch of ridiculousness in it, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it is. It is. What can we okay. copyright? So you, so you just went from a pinch to a dash, and you didn't appreciate it. Is basically yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah. Right, and right. and and that Qui Gon, uh, you know, was his teacher for this entire time. <laughs> so is one of his teachers. No, he was the teacher that stayed with him on Tatooine. That's in canon. It's in Clone Wars. Well, Yoda was still hanging out too. But like, not hanging out all the time. I'm sure he was. Yeah, but you know, but he was alive, so maybe but he also, had some other things that he could teach you. You know, another, like breathing. Like, yeah, yeah. Another, Obi-Wan, try that. Yoda's yet another time that somebody could have mentioned to Luke what this is. Nah, we're just, we're gonna wait. We're never gonna say the word. We don't like the word. That's what that's what Obi Wan and Yoda decided together. You know. They had to rebrand Ooh. after the, the Jedi fell. You know? if, Trust your midichlorians. Exactly. If Luke... if, if, if <laughs> Pull if, them if, together. Luke got two teachers that both rejected that notion. You have to wonder why. Because it's a dumb word. 
<laughs> All right. Beautiful. I think I think that's how we're gonna end, or I'll cut that entirely. Oh, that was, keep that in. This was great. Keep that in. Travis yeah, said yeah. the words that I could not. Uh, Six-year-old me could not uh, eloquate like articulate. articulate yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I think we got to wrap this, guys, because it's getting pretty close. All right. Uh, and by close, I mean way over. Um, no. Yeah. But before we go, I just want to give you guys a chance to rate this on a scale of one to ten. Just right now and the same day that you watched it, you know, we know this, your opinion could change later. So we're not going to hold this to be your absolute mm-hmm. definitive answer forever. What would you give it? Let's go with Clark first. 8.5. As I said, there was, it was exactly the stuff that had to happen. It happened well. It was good. But yeah, as you said, it wasn't super original. Uh, there, there were some nitpicky issues, but solid, good episode. Good 8.5. I'm going to have to give this a 9.5. I knew that was coming. Once again, this validated, you know, a lot of my nerddom, a lot of my geekdom, you know, that has been like years in the making, you know, I, you know, and I fully admit to it. Right. And I, I, I want to save the 10 because I think that this series has a 10 in it, you know, um, and, you know, this, this came really close. Um, and I'm thinking that if there isn't a 10 in this season, it's in the third season. Definitely. The 10 is when armor shows up, kills Boba Fett and says, what up? I'm the bad guy, bitch. I was going to say frog lady, <laughs> frog lady comes a, back and saves the day. A, oh, yeah. a 10 is, a 10 is going to be, a, a, I think a 10 in my opinion will be when Grogu says his first couple words. Mm. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, like maybe whatever those is. Be with you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> Where the real money of the movies made. Yes, that would be excellent. I'd give that a ten for sure. All right, nine point five from Travis, and then Ricky, what do you got? It's a seven, and I don't think that's knocking it. It. It, it was a solid, solid Mando episode. There were some little leaps and bounds this uh, episode made plot-wise that I I hope they fill, you know? But as for the thing that had to happen, I like how it played out, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm going to give this one an 8. Um, every week I have, you know, I, I, I say that I, I, I give the, sc- the scores a little bit of lift because, you know, the world we live in right now, Man, I really look forward to this show because it's just so uplifting. It's so fun. It's so escapist. You know, I get to just go and live and be immersed in Star Wars. I love that. So, you know, I might have normally given this a seven. I'm going to give it an eight because it was Star Wars um, and it was fun. But every week I have this inner battle with the kid in me and the and the grown up or the wannabe grown up, whatever. And... Every week, one of them wins. Sometimes, you know, like in the past, there's been things where like, Bo-Katan showed up, and I didn't think Bo-Katan was going to show up, and ah, you know, and I lost it, and I, I just love that episode. Ahsoka Tano, also, I just, I, I don't want to see Jedis in my show, but I love her so much, and I just want that character as much as I can get. Um, Boba Fett, 
by all rights should have made me freak out the way Travis did. And I think the prequels ruined Boba Fett for me. And he, and like the second they had to go and cast Tamora Morrison, who's not really a great actor. I mean, let's be honest. Like he 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 was a horrible clone trooper. Like just just giving the most boring lines. And he wasn't a great Jango Fett. Um, and and it really bummed me out to know that like not only was he bad, was he not impressive as Jango Fett or clone troopers. But George Lucas felt the need to retroactively go and put Tamora Morrison's voice on Boba Fett in his special editions. And I'm like, why? Why did you change Boba Fett's voice? Like, why does he have to grow up and have the same exact accent or voice as his dad? Like, you know what I mean? Um, so it just kind of salted the experience for me. So, like, as much as I like Tamora Morrison as Captain Rex, I've got or, I mean, sorry, that's not even him. That's like he doesn't play him in the cartoons. Right, Clark? Mm -mm. No, yeah. it's a different voice. So, so yes, um, it's a better voice actor. Yes. <laughs> the live action Captain Rex comes. And... Yes. So, I mean, he will play live action Captain Rex, that's for sure, if they ever bring him in. But I think the thing that just bugged me about him was he's not my Boba Fett. You know what I mean? He's not the one I grew up with when I saw uh, those movies as a kid at home on my VHS or when I went and saw Return of the Jedi in theaters, uh, you know. Like he's no good to me dead. There's only one way to say that. And, and so it's, it's, it's that, it's that battle I have inside of me of like, I just reject special edition a lot in general, just because like he just went and tinkered with things that didn't need tinkering. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, I do. Yeah. So I, I that part of me, that, that 20 something year old, that was so bitter about those prequels. He's now in here and now I've got three personalities battling and we're ganging up on the kid and we're saying like, nah, it's, it's okay. I'm happy that this is over. Like Clark said, but it didn't do what I needed it to do, but I did really like seeing the razor crest blow up. And I really like seeing Fennec Shand. And I really love that. We're going to get Bill Burr, which I've been demanding all season long. So, <laughs> Yeah, but here, here. Well, I still gave it a higher score than Ricky, so <laughs> I, I didn't grow up with him. So I know you didn't. Grow up. I got the blue one, so that's, that's where the disconnect is, right here. Uh, okay, I think that's it for us. Um, thank you guys so much. It means a lot to me that I got both of you on here because you guys both are a very big part of why I appreciate Star Wars. Um, uh, Ricky too, you know, like everybody here really uh, encapsulates what it is for me to, to talk about this stuff ad nauseum. Like, and uh, I'm really happy that I got to have both of you here because I think this made it a lot of fun. Uh, with that, if you guys have anything you want to plug before we go, I'll go around and like give you guys a chance. Clark, you got anything? Where can people find you? No, I'm good, but... Hopefully they'll find me here again in the future. Yes. Uh, Travis. <laughs> You'll have enough of me, uh, you know, in a, in a couple of years, still in space, just on a different planet. Nice. Ricky. Uh, Ricky, the nerd Instagram just posting cool shit. I find well, that's it. Nothing much going on there. Cool. Well, you can find me, uh, Dennis on Den X media. Uh, I mostly hang out on Instagram and YouTube. 
um, a little bit on TikTok. And uh, I'm mostly just playing with toys and talking about Star Wars. So feel free to like, subscribe, follow, and share this with anybody that you, you think might want to listen to us. Thank you for tuning in. You have listened. And, and we, we have, have spoken. spoken. <laughs> oh, that sounds weird with four people. It's oh, cool. man. I like it. I like it.